0: There and welcome to the Monday edition of Following the Truth. It is a new week. It's October the 25th. My name is Gary Zimek and it's so good to be with you again. Thanks for stopping by. Guess what? I have a chair reserved for you at the table, so have a seat, make yourself comfortable. Hopefully, you brought a snack and a beverage and you're ready to hang out with me for the next 30 minutes. Now, today, we're going to begin a multi-part series, and I'm not sure how many days we're going to focus on this, um, but we're going to do a series based on my new book, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness. And the reason I decided to do this is we haven't really spoken in depth about the book. I've, I've told you a little bit about it, but what I what I like to typically do when I release a new book is to just, uh, on these podcasts, to to spend a little time letting you know what the message is. I, I still obviously would love it if you could buy the book, but I want to give you the basic message so you at least know what the book's about. And maybe you can't afford to buy the book. So then I'll at least make sure that you get some of the contents. That's what I try to do here uh, on the program. I want to share this advice with you about this journey with God. I'll give you some insight about the title, and then we'll talk, you know, a little behind the scenes information about the book and also cover some of the key points, what this is all about and what the what the payoff is. What what does it what do you get out of it? Because obviously that's what you care about. You're not going to read a book if you're not going to get anything out of it. The payoff in this book is peace and happiness. And, it you know, it doesn't seem like a likely way. To obtain peace and happiness in life by knowing, loving, and serving God? You know, it almost seems like a disconnect. But here's, here's the problem. I think sometimes we can turn this idea of knowing, loving, and serving God, which, by the way, is the reason we exist. It's why we were created to know, love, and serve God in this life. We can turn it into an academic exercise. You know what I'm saying? And if it becomes just a bunch of head knowledge and book stuff, you know, you're not going to retain anything, and you're not going to really get the peace and happiness out of it that God wants you to have. I I, I promise you, it is much more than just a bunch of facts. And we don't want to turn... Uh, I was just having this conversation with my wife earlier today. When I, was in, when I was in school, and I went to 12 years of Catholic school, and I am not in any way criticizing anybody, because the problem, I, I would say, had to be with me. Even if I had the greatest teachers in the world... I wasn't that interested. For some reason, I found religion boring. Yeah, isn't that funny? And but, but you might have been in the same boat. You might still struggle with that. I found it boring because it was just a bunch of facts. Well, the problem was, I didn't know God as a loving Father. I didn't know He wasn't real to me. Jesus, my Savior, my Lord, He wasn't real to me. He wasn't real. And the Holy Spirit, oh, well, the Holy Spirit's just some bird or dove. You know, Holy Spirit was not real either. So as a result, my faith consisted of facts and no personal or uh, not an experiential relationship with God. And that was the problem because it was boring to me. The facts without the, the experience or without the relationship, they can be boring, you know, for many people. So knowing, loving, and serving God It's much more than something you rattle off from the catechism. It's it's important to do these things because this is what's going to set you on the road to peace. And ultimately, it's going to set you on the road to heaven, which is why we are all here. Ultimately, we're here to know, love, and serve God in this life and be happy with him forever in the next life. You know, we're here. We got to get through this. In order to get to heaven, and that's because of original sin. That's because we live in a fallen world. That's because of the consequences of Adam and Eve's original sin. So that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're going to talk about this week: how to find uh, peace and happiness through knowing, loving, and serving God. Also, after we uh, after we do the break, uh, after we pray. I'm sorry. After we pray. I'll talk to you a little bit more about this week and next week's programming. I'm I'm not sure where we're going to go with this, and I'll explain why, okay? So just stick with me for a minute. Let me take a sip of my water. That's good. And then let's pray. All right, let's pray uh, to our Heavenly Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Father in Heaven, thank you for being here for us. Father, thank you for letting us begin a new week, a Monday October the 25th, a day that has never occurred before in history and will never occur again. So, Father, thank you for allowing us the privilege of being alive and able to participate in this once-in-a-lifetime event. October the 25th, 2021 will never happen again in all of history, and it's never happened in the past either. So, Father, thank you for letting us be a part of this day. Father, right now, you are, you have sustained us from the moment we were first conceived right up until the present time. We're grateful for that. Thank you. And we know, Father, that since you never change, that you won't suddenly become unfaithful. You have been faithful through the ages. We believe you'll be faithful in the future. Therefore, we know that you will continue to provide for our needs. And unfortunately, Father, I know that that sometimes involves unpleasant happenings, I know it involves crosses in life because somehow they can help me get to heaven. But that's all part of what I need. I know you will take care of all that we need if we continue to ask you. So, Father, please provide for our spiritual and our material needs. Please uh, draw us closer to you through your son, Jesus. Please use me as your instrument on this show. Please give me the words. That I am about, that I, that I should proclaim, because I know you have a message for us today. I don't want to get in the way. So please help me to deliver uh, that message. And please open all of our minds and all of our hearts so that we can be receptive and willing to act upon the message that you have for us. Father, we ask these things in the name above all names, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, your Son, and our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, there you go. We got the prayer done. Thank you for praying with me. Thanks for hanging out with me on Following the Truth. My name is Gary Zimmick. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I had a good weekend. You know, um, I, I do want to share that. I gotta, I've got some deadlines right now, and it's, you know, I talk to you all the time about stress, about realizing that God's in charge that he's bigger than your problems that he's with us then he loves that he loves us and that's all part of this book and we'll get more into that but you know I deal with these problems too maybe not to the extent you are but in my own way I have deadlines and things that get me upset and I was just having this discussion on the air today I had a I was appearing on uh Archangel Radio in in the Mobile Alabama area I'm going to be heading down there next week to speak at a a woman's conference and I'm also going to be speaking at a parish, St. Lawrence Parish in Fairhope, Alabama. If you happen to be in the area and you're interested in checking out my talks, go to followingthetruth.com, which is my website, and click on schedule and you'll see the details of each of these uh, appearances. So we were talking about this this morning and uh, the host was asking me about I feel, he said, I feel guilty with my insignificant problems. I have problems with some construction that I'm doing around my house, that I'm having done around my house. And he said he woke up in the the middle of the night or actually at um, five o'clock in the morning and he felt the need to, he felt the need to get up and take care of some work around the house. You know, and he felt guilty because he said, I, I know people who are dying of, of cancer and are dealing with much worse. And here I am stressed out about work that's being done around, around my house. And what I told him was, and I, and I believe this, you could have an insignificant problem. I never like to call problems insignificant because if it's real to you. It could be that your roof leaks, and you, you you know you get some moisture in your house and 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 that is causing you i've been there. I know what water in the house uh does it's never a good thing and you could be waking up in the night and and stressed out about it. you could be fearful of having your identity stolen i mean I was just chatting with a friend who was telling me that he He's worried about that. He he received a notice in the mail that possibly his information could have been compromised and he's like waiting for bad things to happen. And and you know, then there's the people who have cancer or whose spouse has cancer or they have a debilitating injury or or they have no money, you know. And and they're dealing with stress, you're dealing with stress. Well, it's not so much the problem. And God doesn't rank these problems. At least I don't think he does. So that he will say, well, you're worried about something that's not important. I got to deal with the stage four cancer patient. I don't have time for you. He doesn't do that. If it's real to you, no matter what others view the problem as, you know, to some people, they don't care about money issues. Other people, they don't care about health issues. They figure everything will work out okay. We all have our own particular Achilles heel, if you want to call it that, when it comes to worry. And if the problem's severe to you, if it's causing you to lose sleep, and I don't see anything in the Bible about the Lord ignoring... Okay, let me tell you what I'm going to tell you first. If it's causing you to lose sleep, it's a problem to Jesus too, and he's going to help you with it if you ask him. I don't see anything in the Bible where the Lord says, I only deal with, or I decide if it's a real problem or not. If it's a problem to you, if it's something you need help with, and you ask him for help... I don't think he's going to deny you. Now, it's possible that it's not a real problem, and at some point, you're not going to be getting grace to deal with an imaginary problem. However, if it is a real problem in your life, if it's a real threat, then God's going to give you the grace to deal with it. But you got to turn to him. you got to ask for help. You know, so whether it's a minor problem or a major problem really doesn't matter, because if it's a major problem to you, if you're treating it as a major problem and upsets you, then the Lord wants to help you. So, that, you know, that's one of the points I was uh, I was making today on the show, and I and I want to make that with you too. If if something's upsetting you, if something is causing you to become stressed, um, take it to the Lord. You know, just let him. Don't don't try to say, well, this isn't a real problem because other people have it much worse yeah well they might and maybe that's something you do need to consider but that doesn't mean you shouldn't pray about whatever it is that's stressing you out it's it's a really valid problem and something to consider so i wanted to mention that while i was uh thinking about these these talks that i'm going to be giving and i and i was having this this discussion and uh to be honest with you i forgot why i originally brought this up but look this is (laughs) i record these shows live so I don't do retakes. So I honestly don't remember the point that I was trying to make. But I, uh, the Holy Spirit was leading me, I believe, to make a point. So I'm going to make it. All right. So that's one thing. Uh, the other thing I want to mention to you is I have a couple of things that are that are going on in the next couple of weeks. Uh, some we have some work being done around the house. And I'm not sure, I'm going to find out more today about what kind of a disruption this is going to be. I record this program in my house, we have a really small house, so if there's going to be work being done, I'm not sure how many programs I'm going to get done, how many podcasts I'll get done in the next couple of weeks. And also, next week, I will be heading to Mobile, Alabama from Monday through Thursday, so that's going to pretty much take those programs out of commission. I wanted you to know this because I, I mentioned before that I, I don't intend to quit doing this podcast. I'm going to keep doing it, but please just try to understand if things come up and I, and I have to skip a day or two or three. The month of November is going to be pretty busy, but next week is the busiest of the weeks. Um, I probably, I will be able to do programs most weeks, I hope, provided this work doesn't drag on around the house. But what I'll make it a point to do is try to update you either through my daily email reflection, or I'll be able to do a podcast and let you know what's going on. So stay tuned. Don't panic. Everything is good with me. I, I have some deadlines I have to get done, um, and I think that's why I, I originally segued into that bit about worrying about problems. I think that's exactly right. So now I remembered. I've got some deadlines. I've got a proposal deadline; it's got to get done this week. I've got to finalize my talk for Alabama next week. My talks—I got two talks—and and there's a lot going on. So, plus the construction around the house and other odds and ends. So, please understand if, for whatever reason, I don't do a podcast in the in the in the next several weeks. I'll do my best to get them all in, uh, but I can't I can't say for sure that I'm going to be doing them. Okay, that's a long winded explanation. But I I wanted to let you know that I love doing this. I I think I'm back in, I got my inspiration back. Remember, for a while I was feeling a little burned out and trying to discern whether I should continue to do this podcast. I think the Lord told me he wants me to keep doing it. But with the provision, and that's what you and I hopefully have an understanding, that I might have to take some time off periodically just to, to, to make sure everything else is working. All right, Gary, you can be quiet now. By the way, followingthetruth.com is my website. If you want to find more out, in, more uh, find out more information about my work. All right, so let me talk a little bit about this book, if I could. Uh, this book is called "Journey with God: Finding Peace and Happiness." Now, here's a little inside information. Let me take a sip of water. Originally, now this is the tenth book that I've uh, I've written, and I don't think with the exception of maybe A Warrior's Guide to the Bible, which is the very first book I wrote, and um, Listen to Your Blessed Mother and From Fear to Faith, so maybe the first three books, the titles always seem to change. And, you know, typically the publisher will have some ideas, I'll have some ideas, and oftentimes we're both praying about it. And And I tend to trust the publisher. I've had five different publishers. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think five different publishers for my books. And they all have slightly different ideas about what best appeals to the audiences, how we can reach more people. And 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 oftentimes the title gets changed along the way. Well, Journey with God, Finding Peace and Happiness, the original title with to this book was Journey of Faith. And uh and, and you know, looking back on it, I'm really glad that the the, the title got changed. Because of the fact that this sounds so much more personal, Journey with God. You know, Journey of Faith almost sounds like something that I'm doing by myself. The publisher thought, and I agree with this, that this book is about journeying through life with God. It's growing closer to Him. It's trying to find peace and happiness. It's journeying toward heaven. But we're not on this journey alone. And that's why I like the title, Journey with God. And I also like the fact that the subtitle of the book is Finding Peace and Happiness because that's that's what we're all after. You know, it almost sounds selfish, but God knows that. God knows that we're looking for happiness. God knows that we're looking for peace. We were designed to be happy. But the problem arises in life for all of us because we have a fallen human nature that we look for happiness and even peace in the wrong place we look for it in the things of the world but true happiness lasting happiness ultimate peace can only be found through a relationship with God a relationship that in this life is exercised through faith so there's a certain dimension of not being able to see or there's a certain amount of uncertainty that goes a certain amount of uncertainty that sounds really weird but but you get what I'm saying right there's, there's a there's a degree of uncertainty in this life. That's what faith is all about. In the next life, when we get to heaven, God willing, we're not going to need faith because we'll be able to see. If you see with your eyes, if you know for sure, then faith is not needed. And God designed it that we, in this life, journey through it through faith. And that's the relationship we have him with him is through faith. So, this book, Journey with God, is divided into three sections. And what I wanted to do, you know, I talk a lot about walking with the Lord, and and that's the advice I always give to those who are trying to break free from worry. Well, you got to start walking with the Lord. You got to walk with Jesus every day. And over the years, I would get questions. Well, what does that mean? How, how do you, exactly what do I do when I wake up in the morning? How do I walk with Jesus? Ultimately, What this involves is, and I prayed about this, and when the Word Among Us uh, press came to me with the idea for this book, I immediately launched into this idea. They gave me some ideas, and I thought, you know what? In order to walk with God, we need to know Him, we need to love Him, and we need to serve Him, which ties in to the meaning of life. I mean, the, the reason we were created in the first place is to know, love, and serve God, but then and, and this is where the idea came to me, I, I wanted to write a book on exactly what that means. Okay, know God. What does that mean? Do I have to know that he's God? Do I have to know that he had a son Jesus? Yeah, these are part of the of the uh the the information some of the information we have to know about God. But how about loving God? What's that mean? Do I have to feel good about him all the time? And serving God. How do I do I have to you know get involved in the church? Do I have to become a deacon or religious sister do I have to do something special so that's where this book came out of ultimately though all of these things are designed to get us the ultimate peace and happiness in life when you look at the big picture life eternal life in heaven I mean that's ultimately the happiness that we're striving for but you also can find it in this world as well albeit in a somewhat limited or imperfect capacity but ultimately, finding finding peace and happiness comes about from knowing, loving, and serving God. So part one of the book, I break down what it means to know God. And I came up with what I consider to be three important pieces of information that we have to know about God. God loves us. God is with us. And God is bigger than our problems. So, Let's briefly talk about these things, because, so so today we'll cover part one, God, knowing God. What do we need to know about God? Well, we need to know that God loves us. We need to go know that God is with us, and we need to know that God is bigger than our problems. Let's talk about what that means. Love is often misconstrued in, in the world. Love is thought to be a feeling, love is thought to be a number of different things, but True love, in its purest sense, love is willing the good of another. And that was according to St. Thomas Aquinas. I quote that, I quote him in the book. So, in order to understand God, I need to know that He loves me. And again, that's not a wishy washy feel good phrase. We hear it kicked around a lot, and I think we downplay it. The fact that God loves me means that He wants what's best for me. In the book, I give some examples of how we know that. Obviously, when you think of what Jesus did on the cross, that's pretty obvious. That's pretty obvious. And I also use other biblical examples in the book to illustrate this idea that God loves me. You know, you know I, I know my wife loves me. I know my mom and dad loved me. I was really blessed to have parents who I, I never doubted that they loved me. And they wanted what was best for me. That didn't mean they didn't discipline me. They did but I knew that they wanted what was best. And and the same with my wife and my kids. I know that they want what's best for me. And I know that because I know them and I've had experience with them. And, and, you know, it's the same thing with God. Now, some of this comes about, I believe, through the Holy Spirit who opens our heart to feel God's love or to understand God's love because you don't always feel it. But to know that you have a Father in Heaven who loves you. And, and that's important that you know that. Not that God loves the world. He does. But He loves you personally. Some people have a really hard time accepting that love. or they, Because they don't feel lovable. But it doesn't matter. Now, it doesn't matter what you've done. The bad things you've done in your life. How often you've strayed. That doesn't matter. God loves you unconditionally. Which means no conditions. There is nothing you could ever do to make God love you any more or any less. That's an amazing thing. You are not going to find that relationship or that unconditional love with anybody in this world. There's always going to be something. You could come close to it at times with people. I would like to say my wife and I love one another unconditionally, but conditions sometimes come into play. And, And again, it's not about feeling. It's about choosing to love somebody. But you know yourself, if somebody really gets you annoyed, there are going to be times when you don't want what's best for them, when you're not even going to pray for them, when you're not even going to be nice to them because you are so mad at them. It happens. God doesn't operate that way. He loves us. He loves you and me unconditionally. Now, what's the second fact? God is with you. Throughout the Bible, in the Old and the New Testament, we repeatedly hear the message, Be not afraid. And the second half of the message that always follows is, Be not afraid because I am with you. God's with you right now. And one of the greatest sources of comfort and peace is knowing that not only God loves me, but that God's with me. Because I never have to face any one of my problems alone. The third piece of information when it comes to knowing God. And remember, I'm just I'm just skimming the surface here. I'm not going into a, a great deal of depth as much as I do in the book. I do a full chapter on each one of these facts in the book, but I just want to give you an overview. God loves you, God is with you, and God is bigger than your problems. Anytime you begin to worry, you've lost sight of those three facts. Or of one of those three facts. Because if you really believed that God loves you, God is with you, and God's bigger than any problem you could ever face, you would not ever worry about anything because you would realize that nothing can happen to you that isn't permitted to happen by a God who loves you. He's all-powerful. He can stop things from happening. He does not will evil. You and I have talked about that before, but He allows it to happen sometimes because it can somehow help you. We're never going to fully understand why God does what he does? Because then he wouldn't be God. Then we would be God. You know what I mean? God God loves you. God is with you. And God is bigger than your problems. Yes, there there might be some other facts that you need to know about God. But those three are going to get you pretty far in life. I would say they are the main three facts. And you're going to spend the rest of your life, if you really take it seriously, learning what each of those three facts means. What does it mean that God loves me? I mean, this is, you could, no matter no matter how long you study, no matter how much time you spend with the Lord, you're never going to fully grasp how much God loves you. But what a, what's a good idea to do is to to try as, as much as you can to spend as much time trying with the help of the Holy Spirit to understand that God loves me, God is with me, and God's bigger than my problems. So that's the first section of the book. That's the knowing part. The next time we get together, we're going to talk about loving. What does it mean to love God? Does it mean I have to walk around and say, God, I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, I have such good feelings. Not always. That's not really loving God. It's a lot bigger than that. So we'll talk about that next time. Um, If you have questions, Gary at followingthetruth.com is my email address. If you want to pick up a copy of the book. Just go to my website, followingthetruth.com. The website is operational. It looks a little bit different. I'm going to be working on it soon, but I don't want to mess things up right now. So I'm going to leave it the way it is for a little while. But I, I hope to be back with you tomorrow. But just remember, not really sure what's going on. Things might be a little up in the air. So if I miss a podcast or two or three... You'll know that everything is still good, and then I'm going to get back as soon as I can, all right? Have yourself a fantastic night, and I really appreciate you spending this time with me. It really means a lot. I'm praying for you, all right? Talk to you next time. God bless.